Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will continue with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who last year went 9-4. And and this year face one of the uh, tougher schedules in college football from the point of looking at they could probably play three top 10 teams and the upper echelon of the ACC. So a very tough schedule for the Irish moving forward. And I'll jump into their schedule momentarily. But you, year two under Marcus Freeman should be smoother. Uh, the, it seems like everybody's settling in well. Anytime you have a first-year head coach, especially with Coach Freeman, as young as he he was, the little intricacies of coaching uh, can be uh, harder to come by. I, I can speak from experience. I became a head coach at 25, uh, and it was a, a, a huge jump. Uh, and uh, it, it is difficult. And obviously, I wasn't coaching at Notre Dame. I was coaching at a at a little college and and at the high school level as well. So uh, a much different landscape for him. But I can speak from experience that it's it's hard to even know where to stand sometimes in practice, or, or you're learning these things as you go. And and that was on full display last year at Notre Dame. And they lost a couple games, obviously, that they shouldn't have. Uh, this was a team that definitely should have won 10 games or more, uh, but closed out the year really strong in the come-from-behind bowl victory against South Carolina. So hopefully some good things moving forward uh, for the Irish. Go ahead and jumping into the breakdown. Of course, Notre Dame plays at Notre Dame Stadium, the house that Rockney built. I think everybody understands what Notre Dame Stadium means in the landscape of college football, one of the best stadiums in the country. Seats 77,622, one that I will be attending in the very near future as a stadium traveler myself. It's obviously one of those bucket list uh, atmospheres to go to, and there's not very many that match uh, Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, Shifting now to a coach on the rise, going with uh, Gerard Parker, the new offensive coordinator and uh, tight ends coach for the Irish he played at uh, Kentucky. He was a wide receiver, uh, four-year letter winner there. Uh, and then in his coaching career, ha- has uh, started his coaching career right out of college, was a high school coach. Um, then in 2007, was a GA at his alma mater of Kentucky, moved to UT Martin in 08-09 as the running backs coach. 2010, was promoted to the receiving coach, pass game coordinator, recruiting coordinator. 2011-12, bumped up to Marshall as the wide receivers coach. Uh, 2013 through 14, served as the tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator at Purdue. And 15-16, he he bumped over to wide receivers coach, recruiting coordinator at Purdue. Then in 2016, he served as the interim coach at Purdue for for a little while. Uh, 2017 was was, uh, Cincinnati's running backs coach, and then uh, as well as Duke's offense operations assistant, 2018, became Duke's wide receivers coach. 2019, uh, served as Penn State's wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator. 2020, 2021, served as West Virginia's offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach. Then last season, served as Notre Dame's tight ends coach and has since been bumped up to offensive coordinator. 
So somebody who's who's been around the block, as you can see, as a coach, uh, paid his dues, served as an interim coach at Purdue for a short time, and then has served on on many different staffs as a position coach on the offensive side, whether it's wide receivers, tight ends, um, and and has served as an offensive coordinator at West Virginia and now gets the job at Notre Dame. So it'll be interesting to see what he implements here. But he's got a fantastic player to lead the charge, and, and Sam Hartman. I'll get into him momentarily. Looking at Notre Dame's 2023 schedule, they open up week zero against Navy in Dublin, Ireland. The game's sold out. It'll be a tremendous experience for everyone involved in Ireland. Uh, then they shift him back home to the United States. They play Tennessee State, the first time that they've played an FCS opponent. Uh, Eddie George leading the charge at Tennessee State. Then they go to NC State, a good road matchup there to prepare them for uh, their upcoming uh, onslaught of tough games. Then they play Central Michigan, and then they host Ohio State, prime time at night. Going to be a great game, great atmosphere, uh, one of the games of the year potentially. After that, they go to Duke, much better football team than anybody realizes. Then they go to Louisville, who's going to be much better than people realize as well. They host USC, they host Pitt, they go to Clemson, host Wake Forest, and go to Stanford. A pretty tough stretch there. Like I said, playing the likes of Ohio State, USC, and Clemson, uh, all three more than likely will be top 10 opponents. And then looking at NC State, Duke, Louisville, Pitt, uh, Wake Forest, probably the upper half of the ACC as well there. So a tough stretch there for Notre Dame. Uh, shifting now to the offense position by position breakdown. Uh, the addition of Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman gives the Irish a Heisman level signal caller and probably their best statistical passing quarterback since Brady Quinn was there in the early 2000s. Uh, Hartman accounted for 12,967 passing yards and 110 touchdowns in five seasons at Wake Forest. Both ranked 20, top 20 all-time in NCAA history. He's obviously going to continue to grow and build that. Uh, has an opportunity to, to uh, really move up the NCAA record books in both of those categories. A lot of it is, is expected of Sam Hartman, but he can and will deliver. I, I, I think a lot of people realize he's got a lot of pressure on him, uh, but he is definitely a guy who can handle it. He's mature, has fantastic leadership, and uh, is a fantastic football player. Uh, the running back room is led by emerging star Audric Estime. Uh, he had 920 yards and 11 touchdowns last season. A lot will be expected from him in 2023. Uh, Penn State transfer Devin Ford has started in the past and provides great depth there. And a couple redshirt freshmen will also see action at the position. Uh, the receiving core returns wide receivers Chris Tyree, Jaden Thomas, Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey, and tight end Mitchell Evans. They all have experience. Obviously, losing tight end Michael Mayer is a huge hit. Uh, but nonetheless, this, this group will continue to uh, have success. And I think with Sam Hartman, will really flourish. Uh, the addition of wide receiver Caleb Smith from Virginia Tech is big. He was the Hokies' leading receiver last season. Uh, the offensive line returns three starters, led by future first-round pick left tackle Joel Alt. He is a fantastic football player. Uh, right tackle Blake Fisher is not far behind Alt. He will be an early draft pick next year as well. And then center Zeke 
Corral also returns. Right guard Billy Schroth is an emerging star uh, that the coaching staff is really excited about that they were able to pull out of Wisconsin. Uh, and for him not to go to the Badgers was a little surprising. Uh, shifting to the defense now, the defensive line loses Notre Dame's all-time leading sack man and Isaiah Foskey, among others. They lose a couple other starters as well. Defensive ends, Jordan Botello, Nana Osufa Mensa, and Ohio State transfer Javante Jean-Baptiste will look to provide a pass rush. And then defensive tackles, Riley Mills, Howard Cross, and Gabriel Rubio have experience. The linebacking core returns uh, J.D. Bertrand, who had 82 tackles last year, Jack Kaiser, and Maris LaFayo as starters. Really, really group, good group there. Of uh, That trio is tremendous at the linebacker position. There are young but talented players behind them, uh, and linebacker is one of the strengths of the team. The secondary returns freshman All-American cornerback Benjamin Morrison, who had six interceptions last season. He's a future star in the making. Uh, cornerbacks Cam Hart, Jaden Mickey, Clarence Lewis, and Rhode Island transfer Antonio Carter all have experience. And then safeties DJ Brown, Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson, and Oklahoma State transfer Thomas Harper have experience as well. Should be a pretty talented secondary as well. That back half of the linebackers and secondary should be a really, really stout group there. Just got to get the defensive line to where they want it to be. If there is a question mark for Notre Dame this year, it would be the defensive line. And then maybe you could say tight end as well after you lose one of the best in program history in Michael Mayer. Looking at special teams now, kicker Spencer Schrader transfers in from USF, and he has a strong leg, really good player there. Uh, punter could belong to Penn transfer Ben Krim or Bryce McPherson, who is a redshirt freshman. Final analysis now, looking at Notre Dame. This is my opinion. Year two under Marcus Freeman should be smoother. As I kind of said before, young head coach, first time. Th things can be difficult. I can speak from experience myself as, as he and the program are settled in now. Uh, how a powered offense will lead the charge. Obviously, you have Sam Hartman at quarterback. He throws an absolutely tremendous deep ball, uh, uh, throws a really good fade. Uh, has really, really good accuracy, really, and, and is just a talented player. And he can run the football too when needed. So, this is a really, really talented player that I think is going to do tremendous things here. And if Notre Dame has the season that they could potentially have, he is a Heisman candidate for sure. Few teams will play as many highly ranked teams as Notre Dame in 2023. I mentioned that playing Ohio State, USC, and then going to Clemson. That's Good, more than likely be three top 10 teams they're playing against there, maybe even higher. We'll see. And then playing the likes of the upper half of the ACC make this a very difficult schedule. But if Notre Dame can play to the level that they're able that they're capable of, this could be a very special season in South Bend. Time will tell, of course, as, as things are uh, growing and, and they are. Uh, coming together as a unit, but I really think that this team could surprise some people. Uh, Ohio State has a new quarterback, has some uh, new pieces on the offensive line. Uh, USC is, is going to be talented, but uh, in, the, in the tough Pac-12, where, where are they going to be at when it comes to when they play Notre Dame? And then 
going to Clemson obviously is tough, but Clemson hasn't been the normal Clemson uh, of, of especially last season. So we'll, we'll see moving forward what this Notre Dame team can do. And like I said, with Sam Hartman leading the way, this, this offense is going to be really, really good. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the breakdown. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. Uh, please like, subscribe, or ever listen to the podcast. Get the podcast Twitter account to follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.